Every day is a gift. And with each day, we are invited to be a part of what God is doing around us. Whether it seems like a mountaintop or the mundane, God has something for you in your everyday life. Welcome to the Everyday Life Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Everyday Life Podcast. Uh, Man, this is the end of our five-part mini-series on starting watch parties. So um, it's been incredible to see over the past couple months all the different people who have been connecting with our church from literally all over the country. Man, it's been so encouraging. Uh, And now we want to help you get connected to the body of Christ, to find community, uh, to maybe start a watch party, start a group. And we just want to come alongside of you and help you do that. So again, I've I've said this in a couple previous episodes, uh, but this is not going to be easy. Okay. I don't want to sugarcoat it. Uh, I don't want you to to just think this is going to happen naturally. This may take some time. Uh, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves. It's going to get a little messy, but I can promise you this from experience that it's going to be worth it. Okay. So today's topic, uh, we're talking about if you are new to an area and you don't know anybody. So if you're new to an area and you have been joining us online, long hollow is home and you are, are wanting some physical community, some biblical community, where do you start? Uh, so today, uh, I have two guests with me. Uh, the first one is Jared Calais. What's up, Jared? What's going on? Man, Jared, so good to have you. Jared is part of our communications team here at Long Hollow. Uh, and then on the phone, so if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you don't see him, but he's in the room with us, uh, Mr. Dustin Lee. What's up, Dustin? What's up, guys? Yeah, so Dustin, uh, for you guys that don't know Dustin, he is one of our church planners uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. So if anybody knows what it's like to move to an area and not know a single person, it's going to be Dustin. So, uh, before we get started, you may be thinking, man, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the personality to do what we're talking about. I, I, I'm not wired to just go out there and have conversations with people, especially people that I don't know. Just don't check out yet. We want you to get through this conversation and I promise you, you'll leave this conversation today feeling like, okay, maybe I can do this and having some tools in your tool belt to do that. Okay, so uh, speaking of different personality types, that's why we have Dustin and that's why we have Jared. Jared's laughing right now, but not not saying a word because that is his personality type, but we'll get there in a second. So uh, Dustin, I'm going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about you and maybe how you're wired. Yeah, I'm much like you, Andrew, super outgoing. I feel like I can talk to a wall. Sometimes the wall will talk back. Um, I have no problem engaging strangers in conversation or I'm the one in social settings. I don't mind small talk. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy to go deep in conversation, but I don't have a problem bouncing around. I know that terrifies some people. Uh, right. So I'm not afraid of new settings. I love meeting new people. I love trying new things. And I would consider myself an extrovert. I gain um, energy from right. that and really enjoy whether they be working in a room or even just meeting a neighbor. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm super comfortable doing those things. And as part of the reason we're church planning, you know, it's kind of that pioneering type yeah. effort. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of more in my wheelhouse maybe than say Jared, but um, those kind of <laughs> things do fire me up. Well, listen, I'm going to let Jared speak for himself. Okay. So Jared, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> listen, uh, Dustin's throwing <laughs> shade over here, Jared. So Jared, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe the way God's wired you. 
Yeah, uh, I think I'm more the introvert type. There's moments where I can be extroverted, but yeah. for the most part, I'm I'm really introverted. I'm okay being by myself. Yeah. Uh, I, sometimes I need to be by myself to kind of recharge after I've been around a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So it's just kind of more where I'm at. I'm I'm pretty quiet. I'm not gonna try and overpower anybody right. in a conversation or anything like that. It's just kind of. <laughs> You know, I, I don't, I don't talk because I'm not going to try to fight to get a word in, you know? Right. So, so uh, before we got started, uh, Jared and I were having a conversation about this guy that approached him <laughs> in target. And he was like, it's so weird. This guy just came up to me, started a conversation and these are just awkward moments. And in my head, I'm thinking that would be me. Like I would be that guy <laughs> that would just Here strike up a conversation with somebody. I'm, I know Dustin would as well. So Dustin, uh, man, I'm going to start with you in our conversation mm-hmm. today. So Dustin, you, uh, you guys moved to Atlanta, you don't know anybody. Um, you're you you guys are planning a church, but I think what you guys have done will apply to us watching this or listening to this content as far as trying to reach people and find community. Um, so, man, what have you guys done to to just kind of get started? Yeah, so we're only about eight weeks on the ground. Like you said, didn't know anyone here. Um, in the process, you know, we bought a home, so that kind of opened the door because obviously we'll have some neighbors, and you right. know, you meet. Some people in the process of that, just some people that are in the city, but uh, none of those were necessarily close by. So we actually started that way. We started with our neighbors. Yeah. We thought, obviously, God's put us here for a reason. We believe that he, he placed us in this home. So we just would be intentional to be what we call front yard people instead of backyard mm, people. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that we don't love going outside, hanging out in the backyard, packing it in sometimes, letting the kids play. For sure. But we try to be really intentional about being out, especially if other people are out, you know, maybe in the evening. And yeah. a lot of people during quarantine, if you have a neighborhood, maybe you saw people walking more, just kind of right. engaging neighbors and open to that. So we have jumped on that. And I am not opposed to using my kids. So <laughs> yeah, not hey, everyone can do that. But yeah. hey, we'll. so they want to play too. They want to meet the neighbors. So right. we're out riding bikes and we're on the street and that's very natural as our kids start to play with neighbors and that we just becomes a normal conversation or as people are walking by that became easy. Um, in Atlanta, much like maybe, um, you know, near Nashville, anytime you get close to a bigger city, right. I feel like, uh, pets, especially dogs become a big deal. There's so many dog parks. So right. a lot of people in our neighborhood are walking, are walking their dogs. And this may sound strange, but if you want to engage someone, especially in a city, if you speak to their dog, they'll talk to you. Um, maybe even more so than a stranger speaking to their kid. Oh, 100%. You know, like, yeah, you speak you know, to my dog so all day long. <laughs> right. So surprisingly, that really gets conversation going. And we have a dog, so we're out for a walk. That's just easy to engage in conversation, especially dog owners kind of yeah. will jump on that. So that, that's been one way. Another thing for us is um, affinity groups, you know, like, my daughter's in gymnastics, so right. we go there. It's a little harder because of COVID because you can't, you know, congregate as much. But yeah. just getting to know parents by frequenting those same places, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's different for me as far as planting than maybe someone looking for a personal community. But right. we frequent similar restaurants yeah. so that we can kind of get to know the wait staff and those people and build relationships in our community, our neighborhood. Yeah. It might be a little weird if somebody's just kind of lingering and trying to get to know someone that maybe <laughs> yeah. not a pastor, but, right. um, but you'll see similar faces, similar yeah. people are eating at these restaurants, you know, other families. So when you start to see that it becomes like this connection of, okay, this is your spot too. Yeah. And then that just lends itself toward conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and you know what's cool, man? I've, I've experienced that too. I'm not saying I've done that perfectly myself, but 
Uh, I went to lunch with a guy not long ago, and it seemed like every single person that worked in that restaurant knew him, knew his story. Mm-hmm. They like he knew their stories, and it was real. And mm-hmm. he's not he's not a pastor either. Like he's he he I, I forget what he does. he works in the medical field somewhere, but he was just being very intentional wherever right. he was. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing in your neighborhood, talking to dogs, Absolutely. you know, as strangers at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like you're just trying to be yeah. intentional where you mm-hmm. are. Okay. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. And I, and I would just encourage people to be open. Um, you know, it's not everyone's natural style. I get that it's a little easier for me. Yeah. But a lot of times people will mirror your posture. So if you're walking somewhere, you know, you got your, your AirPods in and you're in a hurry, right. well, people probably aren't going to stop you if they're yeah. remotely socially aware. Good point. But if you are out and about and you just seem approachable, what, especially in an area that's, you know, more open to that, yeah. that helps kind of everybody put their guard down and realize you're just a little more friendly. Um, so there, there's a fine line there between being friendly and a little too friendly. <laughs> right. But I, I, I would just say as people, you know, just it's silly, but if you'll just hold your head up and smile and yeah. be okay to make eye contact, yeah. then you'll find people who might be looking for that conversation that, that you wouldn't have otherwise if you didn't open yourself up that way. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this. And I, I didn't tell you, I was going to ask you this beforehand. So I know you're shooting from the hip, but, uh, how, as you guys have been building those relationships, how have you kind of transitioned from talking to somebody's dog and talking about whatever you know you guys have in common to having some type of gospel conversation or spiritual conversation or even just a conversation about church? Like, how do you make that transition? Sure, you know it's a it, it's a double edged sword. It's right. easier, but then it's more difficult for me being a pastor because a lot of times if you talk more than a few few minutes, people may say, "Oh, are you new here?" or "What, what do, do you do?" do? And, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as we say, oh, yeah, we moved here. Actually, I'm a pastor. You know, we're going to be starting a new church. Yeah. So that either opens the conversation or shuts one down real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, so but that especially in Atlanta, people are at least open, you know, to spiritual conversation. There's a little more spiritual heritage here than some cities. So people are at least seem curious. And that's very easy for us to kind of totally turn and kind of share a little bit of our mission or, you know, something about Jesus or Oh, here's this effort. Why we think it's important to serve Atlanta and why Atlanta right. would, would, would need to have another church. And so that's one way we get there. The, Hey, what do you do kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Another way I would say, if people are okay with this, and I think any Christian can do this. If you do frequent the similar uh, restaurants or coffee shops or whatever, yeah, especially at a place that serves you, like maybe brings you your food. Yeah. Then sometimes we obviously pray before our meal. So we, if we've gotten to know this person, say, Hey, Andrew, you know, I really appreciate you serving us today. We always pray before we eat. Do you, mm, is there anything good. you would like for us to pray for you about? Yeah, that's And, good. you know, you kind of got to read the room. Some people are a little more standoffish or, right. you know, they say no, but they maybe they come back and say, hey, are you serious about that? Or, yeah. You know, and that just kind of opens the door to say, hey, this is what we're about and that kind of thing. And yeah. if you do that, you know, make sure you tip well. I was about to say, yeah, you better yeah. be the best customer. You better right. tip well. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and as a, a fellow outgoing person, you know, I've done that before and, and had great conversations and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's funny, you know, for all you outgoing people out there, my wife, um, during COVID, I guess it was pre COVID. She started just having kids, right? It's hard to go to the grocery store. So she started doing, mm-hmm. uh, Instacart and mm-hmm. the girl that brought us our groceries, uh, is now in our life group. So I don't know how <laughs> oh, like they, that's awesome. they struck up a conversation. Uh, she started coming to life group, started coming to church and now is even in Jenny's D group. So, 
uh, for all you outgoing people out there, <laughs> nobody's safe, right? Like just, you can yeah. tackle that conversation. That's cool, man. So those yeah, are some, definitely some good tips, but, but Jared, and I think, uh, Jared, I think what you share, um, will help even myself think through how I approach people because everybody that I'm trying to approach is not necessarily like Dustin and I, you know what I'm saying? So, and it takes everybody to reach everybody. Uh, so Jared, you're by no means a hermit or anything, but <laughs> on the more, you know, the, the, the more reserve side of things, how do you go about, you know, where do you start when you, when you don't have community and you're looking to find it? Yeah. Um, so we moved to this area like three years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we had some built-in community. We knew some people, but we moved into an apartment complex. And right. so, you know, just start, kind of started small. Like, you know, there were people standing around at the bus stop mm. with us as we, you know, dropped off our kids. So we started kind of getting to know people that way. You know, it's like an easy environment if people are willing to talk, you know, especially yeah. for me, uh, getting to know the people that live right down the door, for, you know, who are walking their dogs and things right. like that. So that was easy. Uh, and then we moved into a neighborhood. And so one of the things that we found as we moved into the neighborhood was that that neighborhood had a Facebook page, right. our Facebook group. And so we joined that. Uh, and even in that, like, you know, there's some people that are more active than others. Um, and we didn't learn until just recently, you know, we, we decided, you know, I've been baking a lot. Yeah, you look like quarantine. a baker, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I need to get you one of those little hats, those yeah. little white tall hats, you know, quarantine, you know, <laughs> got to start baking, the, baking the bread. Right. So, uh, we, we make cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. So we decided to start like, offering that to our neighborhood, like for sale. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't free or anything. It was just like, Hey, Saturday morning, fresh cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Um, and we've gotten to meet a ton of people through that. Uh, and that just got me thinking, you know, if you're, if you're kind of new to an area, you don't have community there, there's probably some built in community already happening, whether it's a right. Facebook page or some group that's interested in something that's online that you could be a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of figuring out a way to start conversations that way. Uh, I know like in our Facebook group, uh, my wife has posted like questions about, you know, and you see posts like that, like, uh, what's a good, who's a good pediatrician Okay. or yeah. what's a good place to eat around here? Things like that. If you ask people questions in groups like that, that you'll, you'll find a ton of responses. People right. love answering questions and being the person that says, yeah, yeah. oh, you should try this place. You know, yeah. everybody likes to be that person. And so if you're more of an introvert, you can kind of come at it that way where you're just like asking for recommendations. Yeah. Or even as the person on the other side of that question, you may see that question on your Facebook page, you could respond to that question. And then just like, you know, being intentional with your waiter, waitress, whoever, maybe even following up, Hey, did you guys find anybody? How did it go? You know, and even those little things yeah. uh, can kind of start these conversations. And I think what I'm starting to see a pattern of is one intentionality. Mm -hmm. So whether it's online in uh, digital spaces and you're meeting people in person where, whether it's people's dogs or waiters or whatever, just being intentional, in these moments. And then I'm also seeing this kind of pattern of this mutual care. So you're, mm. you're not just asking and trying to receive from people, but also caring for those people. And, you know, whether it's helping a neighbor unload something out of their car or taking their groceries or pulling their trash can up to the street, the back to the house, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just being intentional and in this mutual care piece. So when well, I would also say to you, like, you've kind of got to, uh, like Andrew said, it's not going to be easy. Like sometimes you're going to have to like roll up your sleeves. And for me, like I had a situation like that the other day, the guy who lives literally right next door to yeah. us, um, we see each other coming and going often mm -hmm. and I'll kind of wave and, and he seemed, he seemed kind of standoffish Yeah, and we've just never talked. And so the other day I came home, went through something inside. He was still outside his car. And so I was just like, all right, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. It's going to be Fine, totally Lord. awkward, yeah. but I'm just going to do it. <laughs> 
And I was like, hey, man, you know, my name's Jared. Just introduce myself. We got to talking. It was a great conversation. Yeah. He knows people I know. And it just like I got to learn his name. And so, like, I just acknowledge the awkwardness. Like, right. I know we see each other all the time. and I don't know who you are. <laughs> but I'm fixing that today. You yeah. Know? Um, so sometimes you just kind of got to bite the bullet as an introvert, you know, yeah. and just go for it. Yeah, man. I love it. Thank you, Jared, for biting the bullet, by the way, man. Uh, and <laughs> well, I just want to well. encourage you with this too. You, you, again, you may relate to one of us or the other. You may feel like you're the introvert and, uh, and you can't do this, which you can. I've seen Jared do it. I've seen many other introverts just like Jared do it as well. Uh, or you may relate more to Destin and I and feel like, man, I'm outgoing. I can talk to anybody. Um, I just want to encourage you with this, man. God has created you the exact way that you are. Like you have the personality that you have for a reason, and it takes all of us to reach people. And when we're talking about starting watch parties, man, the watch parties are just the beginning. Like this is just the begin. This is the the beginning stages of us finding community. Uh, what we're really talking about is church. We're really talking, and I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about being the church. Uh, you know. Diving into God's word together, worshiping together, serving together, serving each other, having the body of Christ around you uh, to to celebrate with you, and then to walk through the hard stuff with you, and and vice versa. Uh, and like we said from the very beginning of this series, this is not going to be easy. I don't want. I just don't want. I want you to understand that. But I promise you, it is going to be worth it. And you're going to get on the other side of this. Three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, and you're going to thank God that you rolled up your sleeves, you got messy, and you made it happen. Uh, and honestly, when I say you make it happen, you were just obedient to the situation in front of you. God made it happen, right? Like that's our job to simply be obedient to what He has called us to do, and then leave the rest up to Him. Like He's the the one in charge of the results, not not me. So when you try to start strike up this conversation and it falls flat, don't take it personal. Right. That is not the results are not up to you. The results are not up to me. We're just simply called to be obedient. So here's our action step today. One is to pray for an opportunity. Right. We, we've heard a lot about being intentional today. So let's pray for these opportunities. If God is calling you to find this biblical community, starting with a watch party so that you can worship with other people. Let's pray that God will provide those people. Okay, so first we'll be intentional to pray be, about it. Be ready for it. Be ready for it. Because if you yeah. ask for an opportunity, oh, let's God's go. Gonna give it to you. Let's go. Introverted or not, God's exactly. giving. Look, listen. All I know is that Jared is now praying for his neighbor. So <laughs> he may not know it yet, but I just told him. So so pray for these opportunities. And the second one, just like Jared said, be ready for it. Be observant. Kind of have your eyes up. And when God puts that opportunity in front of you, the next one is just simply be obedient. You never know what's on the other side of your obedience. Man, God could be doing something unbelievable if we will simply jump out there and be obedient. Like he, he doesn't need us, but he wants us to be a part of what he is doing. Uh, and then leave the outcome up to him. The, you, we're not in charge of the results. That's totally God. So let me read. Let me just rattle those off again. Uh, pray for the opportunity. Be ready for it. Uh, be obedient. So when God directs you, when God, you know, kind of prompts your heart, be obedient uh, and then leave the results up to him. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for joining us again for this episode of the Everyday Life Podcast. And we're so excited to see what God is continuing to do through the body of Christ and through our church. So love you guys. And we'll see you on the next episode.